0: Eat this clammy, warm, creamy salad thing, which was, hey, I'm s- why aren't you taking notes? I'm
1: sorry. Were you not in that room?
0: What? what? Oh, 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 oh! The thing you said about being promoted—genius, genius. You genius. completely fell for it.
1: I was it. serious. I'm looking at a $250,000 fine and five years in jail. That changes things.
0: Promote you to editor?
1: No. Then I quit, and you're screwed. Oh, bye, Margaret. It really has been a little slice what? of Andrew? heaven.
0: What? Andrew. Andrew.
1: engineering boss forces her assistant to marry her in order to keep her visa status in the United States and avoid deportation to that horrible land called Canada. Tonight on Extras and Epilogues we are talking about I haven't done this in weeks I don't have a joke we're talking about The Proposal <laughs> starring Sandra Bullock
2: I assumed you are going to hit it with like an escape from New uh, York
1: starring uh, Here's my problem uh. with this film already any film where the goal is to marry Sandra Bullock. I don't care what she's like. The goal is the goal. You hit the goal every time. You never miss the goal if it's Sandra Bullock. Um, this Hey, this is extras and, ep- extras and Epilogues. It's been a couple weeks. I apologize for my sickness last week and then also the sickness the week before that. I've been sick this month a lot. Turns out when love comes a call and Shannon Young gets a sicken and just just doesn't answer the door. sicken. Doesn't answer the door.
2: I don't hmm. know what
1: that means. <laughs> I have a giant cup of coffee here in a heart shaped mug, though, uh, a mug with a heart on it. So I'm definitely in a romance yeah. mood. Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about literally half the films we wanted to talk about this month on Extras <laughs> and Epilogues.
2: But... Well, so so that wasn't entirely due to illness anyway, because we had some really grandiose (laughs) plans for this month, and then every streaming service went, uh, best I could do was a bunch of Hallmark movies.
1: Yeah. Which, (laughs) look, we've already dragged the bottom of the barrel with uh, Neil Breen and Tokyo (laughs) Gore Police, so I'm not doing... i'm not doing made for tv love movies no that's where i draw not the line ones at least. i draw again we flipped it. i can only see so many movies with jenny jenny mccarthy jenna mccarthy what sure, is it either
2: one what is it which is jenny is it, jenny. It's is it jenny? jenny okay yeah we uh we, we flipped it jenna from-
1: jameson those are better ones
2: we flipped it from rom-com February to Sandra Bullock, February, Which but they're is still rom-coms. They're They are. still rom-coms. They're just, they're just specifically with her.
1: And I realize now after watching two Sandra Bullock rom-coms that I hate rom-coms because they create an unrealistic uh, standard of love <laughs> that no one will ever match because Sandra Bullock is and remains the cutest woman that's ever existed. And I'm sorry. For all of everybody that's married or happy in their relationships, I'm glad you're happy, and I'm sure Hello. we have difference of opinions, but all other women are basically piles of vomit in the trash that you should set on fire. That's what it's I...
2: T- me. T- it's me. It's me. I'm that's the difference what
1: I t- Well, Tanner probably too, somewhere. <laughs> Jesse probably. I don't know. Anywho, my name is Shannon Young. I'm going to be your host tonight. Back from the dead, risen once again. And if nothing rises you up like Sandra Bullock,
2: mm. also with
1: us, also with us tonight, Double H.
2: It's been so long since I watched the movie; I don't have a quote handy. I don't know. Betty White said something probably racist in that. yeah I mean, she said we'll something. We'll talk about
1: that. You know, I I have I actually do have issues with this movie beyond Sandra Bullock being adorable. Too. So, uh, but also with us tonight because she's seen the movie. Who better to invite to? to our february love spectacular than the queen of love herself the heart-shaped pennsylvanian the diamond in the rough
2: the rose that grew from dirt Lindsay I wolf i'm sure you were gonna say the heart-shaped box and i didn't like where that was going
1: mm, um, I, will,
0: I will admit when we brought up this film for like a hot second my brain got it mixed up with proposal, not with uh two weeks notice and I'm like, no, that's <laughs> the opposite. She's the um, the employee, and the other person's yes. the employer. So, yeah, <laughs> I've <right. laughs> never seen it.
1: Never seen it. That's right. It's never also
0: an enjoyable it. film.
1: Is that Hugh Grant? But, yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Hey, before we get started on this film, I got a few things I want to talk about. We don't normally talk about other stuff outside of the movies here on the show, but I want to bring this up because it happened today, and that is uh, one of my – and this is related to the entertainment industry. This is a good show to talk about it. Uh, one of my absolute favorite comedians and actors of all time, Richard Lewis, passed away today. Um,
2: well, I mean, he he was also a fun little actor in, uh, you know, in Men in Tights. Yes. Um, yeah. There was something else we were talking about that has now escaped my head. But that's the main, the main one we were talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I remember him uh, a lot from Men in Tights, but. Uh, I also was just a big fan. You know I me, mean? I don't I don't like stand-up comedy a lot. You know, I, I don't dislike stand-up comedy, but it's something I think. Of. It makes me awkward. Uh, Richard Lewis was one yeah. of my favorite stand-up comedians, and I remember watching his shows when I was growing up, and I really loved just his sarcastic wit. I loved his uh, his his glim demeanor, glum demeanor. I don't know how you would put it. Glum. Um, glum. He was so funny, and he was so talented, and I had often wondered what happened to Richard Lewis because I haven't seen anything from him in a very long time. He uh, apparently was still doing very well on TV. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, I guess is what a lot of people are, are remembering him for right now. But yeah. um, I'll always remember from his stand-up specials and, of course, Robin Hood Men in Tights. If Tanner's on the show Thursday, I'm sure he'll have something to say about it, too. But I just wanted to, yeah. to, to mention Richard Lewis passing away today. I was very, very sad about that. I, I would also be uh, you know I, uh, horrible if I didn't mention... I was going to say remiss, but I questioned myself. So thank you. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention also the fact that Virgil passed away. I think today Virgil was a staple of wrestling for me in in the eighties. His, his, his feud and his partnership and feud with the million dollar man was literally one of my favorite memories of wrestling growing up. And even though wrestling and I don't get along anymore, um, I I wanted to mention that because Virgil was a, was a very big part of that. Ole
2: Anderson passed away the other day. Um, it's a bad week. I mean that's that's how it works, yeah, and that, I, maybe not you know on the same day, but usually it's in within a few days, and and there's the one. Um, yeah. I honestly I had no idea that Ole Anderson was even still around. I didn't either until that came up. I had no clue Arne, that he was still. I, around. I
1: think Arne Anderson said it best today. He Said he was too stubborn to die.
2: Yeah, yeah, that checks out. For you want
1: to know my favorite story about Oli Anderson?
2: Is it uh, anything to do with Daniel Tosh?
1: No, it's Vince McMahon when oh, okay. he Vince McMahon <laughs> was trying to. Vince McMahon was trying to win over Ole Anderson, and Ole Anderson said to Vince McMahon, "Fuck you." So McMahon introduced <laughs> his wife and said, "Fuck." He said, "Fuck her too." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's awesome! I remember back when. Uh, I'm sorry. When Daniel Tosh first started doing Tosh Point oh on Comedy Central, was it the I Ro- don't know Web Redemption? yeah it was something like that but he definitely he he started mentioning the Andersons a lot like he started mentioning Arn and, and Oli and it was just the weirdest little drop because you can hear <laughs> even his studio audience like what the Ooh. hell are you talking about man <laughs> it was uh, such a great combination of just random shit
1: last thing real quick before we get to the movie I just saw this and I have to mention this is also entertainment related I just saw it and I have to mention this because I didn't know any of this was happening uh, do you know the great actor and singer Billy Ray Cyrus, star of such hit I'm aware. I'm TV aware, shows yes. as uh, Hannah Montana?
2: Yes. yes. I, I believe I'm <coughs> aware with his, of his work.
1: I apologize, too. If you hear me wheezing, I'm still not completely well. Um, so, Billy Ray Cyrus was married to a woman named Tish Cyrus, mother True. of Miley and Noah Cyrus, right? Well, yeah. I guess Tish... Uh, Tish and Billy Ray broke up years ago and got divorced. Whatever. Tish ended up marrying an actor who actually really liked this actor, Dominic Purcell. You know Dominic Purcell? Yeah, he was from. Yeah, I um, can't think of
2: anything he's been in, but I know the name. Oh, uh, he sure.
1: was he was in that TV show on Fox it was very popular, P- Prison Break. He was in Prison Break.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. He was that all- show that should have been one season, and yes. ran for like three <laughs> yes. yes, I think they made a video game based on it. Um, well, they got out of the prison. What <laughs> are you supposed to do
1: then? How's it called Prison Break then? Um, right. It should have just been called Life. I don't know. <laughs> um, he was also in the worst Blade movie, Blade Trinity, as Dracula. Oh.
2: Surprisingly. No
1: yeah, he was pretty really? bad in that. He was pretty bad.
2: Well, I... I have never seen any of those Blade movies, believe it or not. Really? Not the first, not the second. not Not a single one of them. So
1: the first Blade movie is, is is pretty good. The second Blade movie is actually really good. It's directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro, I believe, and yep. um, Ron Perlman's in it. It's, it's actually really, really good. Three is atrocious, though. Other than Triple H and Parker yeah. Posey. Three is atrocious Oh, and
2: and Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds is in that one, right? We'll talk yeah. about
1: here tonight. Yeah. Well the reason I bring this and up.
2: He plays uh what's that character's name? Hannibal King? Hannibal King, yeah, which is a pretty cool yeah. name.
1: And uh of yeah. uh, the girl from Seventh Heaven, what was her name? Uh Justin Timberlake's wife.
2: Uh Beal, Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale,
1: yeah, she's in that too. Yeah. And Chris Christopherson, briefly. Anyway, so Really? So Tish is now married to Dominic Purcell, right? Okay. Uh Dominic Purcell's a very attractive man. Tish Cyrus, I had no idea who she is. But looking at her now, she's a very attractive woman. However however, <laughs> new <laughs> reports have surfaced, alleging that Tish Cyrus stole Dominic Purcell from another woman. Who's that other woman, you ask? Her daughter, Uh-oh. Noah Cyrus. Oh no. No, Dominic Purcell, who's Ooh. in his fifties, and Noah Cyrus, who's like twenty four, were hmm. dating apparently, and her mother stole well, I guess, him.
2: Yikes! I guess that's the better outcome than it going the other way, though, right? <laughs> than, than him like <laughs> trading down to the oh. Is this an appropriate time to mention Jeff, who is or may be in maybe? It's I have a, look awkward, man. <laughs> I have a friend.
1: Well, he's more of an acquaintance, really. Um who, who may have done something similar and did the opposite and stole his son's girlfriend yikes not a yeah. good look. not a good so our thoughts and prayers to the the Cyrus family tonight and what must be in
2: as they go through this difficult time
1: awkward time all right let's get back to the show um we're talking about the proposal tonight 2009 comedy romp Directed by uh, Ann Fletcher, who also did Step Up and Twenty Seven Dresses, two films I've never seen.
2: Starring
0: Twenty Seven Dresses,
2: Sandra Bullock. They're not the same kind of movie, but Step, Step Up is the if you that's remember the dance the movie one with um yeah that's uh, was it Julia uh, Styles uh, Julia Julia Styles and Ty it's not Tyrese is it is it Tyrese Ty, Tay Diggs Tay Diggs that's probably what seen of. Step
0: yep. Up also now that you're mentioning.
2: Names, it yeah. was very popular. She was a ballerina, but then she learns to do... Yeah, well, she's no, a I watched so she
1: that Yeah. yeah.
2: Not, it's not a bad film. It was film. very, very popular. Yeah, it's no, not a bad huh? film. Um, it's star- an awkward one now, but it's not bad.
1: <laughs> Starring Sandra Bullock, who we... we One-third of the cast agrees is the cutest girl that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. was
0: adorable.
1: Ryan Reynolds, who I absolutely despised for the longest time. Couldn't stand him. It wasn't until his role in... Um, the Amityville Horror remake that I I finally could stomach him because I thought he was really good in that. I actually like that movie.
2: So so real quick <coughs> I I assumed that you didn't like Ryan Reynolds because of the reason you don't like most of things which is that they're popular. No. But no. what you're describing makes it sound like you didn't like him because he was a smarmy prick in everything he did until he did Amityville Horror. That's the one. That's literally yeah. the they're one. Back, yeah. two guys yeah. a
0: girl in a pizza place. That.
2: Yeah, dude not yeah, like no, he's he, hilarious and waiting. But you go back and watch it, and you're like, "This dude is every douche yes. prick that I hated in yeah. the early 2000s. I
1: couldn't stand him. I couldn't stand his face. Um I actually, I yeah. do like Ryan Reynolds now. He's still not my absolute favorite, but I like him. Although that oh Deadpool God, stuff is, seen, is starting to turn me. Have you
2: ever me. seen Van Wilder? National no. opens Van Wilder no. with him? Nay, that was even before sarah and i met that was one of the movies that got played on repeat in our like dorm area and i remember then thinking it was incredible it was the funniest thing i'd ever seen yeah and i am certain if i watched it now i would be like what the fuck was wrong with me there is i I remember one thing off the top of my head that happens in that movie that i'm like why was this ever made why was this made
1: (laughs) there's a great documentary out there about the national lampoon name being used with films yeah. Um. Because for every Man. you know for every vacation or even Loaded Weapon One or Van Wilder right. to be fair, there's a Van Wilder Two or Dorm uh-huh. Days and shit like that
2: or a Vacation <laughs> Two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Christmas Vacation Two, I should say.
1: Malin Ackerman also in this movie. Um. You don't see a lot from Malin Ackerman. She was in Watchmen. That's the one I remember her from mostly. She was, in from, mostly, yeah. she was you the know? second
2: Silk Spectre. Yeah. in Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but that's really the main thing she did. And there were a few other like little pieces here and there, but I think she got a lot of work based on that movie and right. then it kind of just didn't really go anywhere.
1: She was in a horror movie that I watched recently and I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick cause I'm not going to remember it off the top of my head. I believe it was on shutter and I actually liked it, uh, quite a bit. Let me, let me look it up here and see if I can figure it out talk about the something
2: else that, that she was in that i'm trying well, so she oh, was in 27 Dresses, actually that's that so she was also in another thing from that director
1: and no i'm not thinking of that i'm thinking of uh the person i'm thinking of was um oh god what's her name kate bosworth i'm, I'm thinking of kate bosworth but no oh yeah uh, malin a- ackerman was actually in a really good horror film if you've never seen it called the final girls
2: um final girls, i'm looking at it right yeah. now that's not based on the book is it
1: no no this Surely is not. this is about uh so it's a woman and her mother her mother is a horror actress and in the very beginning of the film her mother dies in a car accident with her in the car and she's traumatized by it well then they get uh sucked into her movie this like basically it's friday the 13th and yeah. and she's trying to stop her mom from getting killed in the movie and it's actually it's really good it's really sweet it's well, a good
2: yes so it's listed as horror comedy but like adam devine is in yeah. it taisa farmaga um she's the daughter middle ditch yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's good i've never heard of this how did this get past me
1: not to be confused well because there was another movie out at the same time uh similarly called final girl starring abigail breslin yeah when uh not not good that's not a good reason
2: the reason i thought that that was the same thing was because we ran into a similar deal with uh books lately there there was almost all at once in the same two or three years and and from fairly you know prominent authors. Riley Sager wrote a book called Final Girl Mm -hmm. Um, and then what's his name? Oh, Grady Hendrix wrote a a book called The Final Girl Support Group. This is the thing Tanner and I were talking about back at Halloween where I was like, wait, wait, wait. One of those is is good and one of those is not great. Yeah, They're not the same thing. Same thing with the
1: movies here. Same thing with the movies here. One of them is great. One of them is... I like Abigail Breslin. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And Betty White, of course. Famous from Golden Girls and, and literally everything else. Uh, yeah, anything t- she's ever been in. 108 minutes, a laugh a second, nonstop comedy and and charm. Budget versus the box office: 40 million dollars versus 317 million dollars. It's a hit, of course it is. You got Ryan Reynolds, you got yeah. you got the Sandra Bullock here. Critical reception: 45 percent critical approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an average review 5.3 out of 10. Metacritic score 48 out of 100. The Cinema Score of A minus, then an A plus to to F scale um three or four star three out of four stars from roger ebert who said uh recycles a plot that was already old when spencer tracy and katherine hepburn were trying it out but the performances eventually won me over so let's talk about the film the,
2: the story so the story of the day by the way just for the reviews and this is pretty straightforward we need to most, start doing this more
1: we need to start explaining well, for, what, for the more, hey, is what the freaking movie's about
2: right, is what right right so so for more um context and for a lot of, of romantic comedies this is the same context you're going to get every time critics middle milk toast on it they're right down the middle they're kind of middling in, in the sense that again like like roger Eber said and he, i think he was generous in his review of a three out of four not that i disagree with him but in the way that he wrote it this is a story that's been told a million times every rom-com has essentially the same basic story yeah um it's it's who's in it and what are they doing Right, um, And does it tread the line between romance and comedy well enough? And I think that's where he was giving them a lot of credit. Other critics in general, on average, didn't. But audiences will eat a romantic comedy up. There are a few yeah. tropes. Or not, Just like not horror movies. Tropes. There are a few. Yeah, I was going to say, there are a few archetypes that you know you can get by with as long as it follows a few basic beats. It might not be the greatest hit ever, but it's going to get something done. And that's romantic comedy, uh, horror those are really the two biggest i would say standbys of that kind of thing because sci-fi is always a risk uh action in general works but nowadays like you never really know what kind of action is going to be popular there for a while it was kung fu then it was gunkata then it's slow mo then it's not i mean you know we want close-ups and very like uh uh, earthquakey type action or do you want to slow down you can see it all at once hallway fights was a big thing for a while so i think romantic comedy and horror really probably are two the two best representations of of, you can do some version of this and as long as it follows the paint by numbers you're guaranteed to make more money than you you started with yeah and that's kind of what happened here i think
1: uh, there's a reason that you know especially like low budget horror films get made because they they right. make a lot of money um people want to go out they want to get scared they want to cry and look at ryan reynolds abs i don't know look uh, i i that, that is true. That did here's here's the that. story of the movie. Again, this is something we need to start doing more because we just assume that if you're listening to the show, you've seen the film because why right. would you be listening to the show? If you haven't seen the film, but
2: because we are going to spoil
1: the hell out of it. We're going to spoil the hell out of it. And if, if you don't know where the movie's going, then you've never seen a romantic comedy before. But <laughs> the plot of the film is basically Sandra Bullock is a uptight, um, executive. She is successful. Ryan Reynolds is her assistant. Um she ends up getting threatened to get deported because she's from Canada and her visa, I forget if it's expired or or what point it is, it ain't gonna work no more. So she on the spot yeah. concocts a plan to basically marry Ryan Reynolds' character to get a green card. Um they have to pretend to be in love, they have to pretend to be together, they go meet her family, um, they fall in love over time for real. His family, I'm sorry, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and This is another one of those films where, it, 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 like you said, who's in it and and how well do they do? They're banking this on the likability of both Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Now, here's my problem with it, though. As opposed to While You Were Sleeping, where Sandra Bullock played the sweet every woman you ever want to meet in your life, this one, uh, her character in this is a little bit more, I don't want to say bitchy because I think that's offensive. Um,
0: Overbearing.
1: Overbearing. Um, uptight. She's she's very serious about her work, and she doesn't have time for much anything else. So they call her witch. I mean, they they kind of look at her as a mean person, and so you can't really bank on Sandra Bullock's likability as an unlikable character, even though she does evolve over the the course of the film. So then you really base a lot of it on Ryan Reynolds, and since I didn't like Ryan Reynolds especially at the time this movie would not have won me over back in 2009 when it first came out. I'm a little bit more forgiving of it now because I do like Ryan Reynolds, but even so I feel like, I don't know, needed more Sandra Bullock as I don't know. What do you think you, you start off because this movie kind of conflicted me.
2: (laughs) Uh, So I like many movies that we cover for this show. I had not seen this prior to, which was weird. I I did watch it with my wife and she decidedly knew that she had seen it. and yet it came out like three or four years 2009. That would have been four years after we met and three years after we started dating. So she couldn't remember either when she saw it, that we would not have watched it together. But I know for a fact I hadn't, because none of it looked familiar to me. Um, I like, like I often do. I agree with Roger Ebert in a lot of ways. This is a tried and true formula. And yes, it's old as time by the time that even this movie gets made, um, which was now, you know what? 15 years ago. Effectively. Yeah. Um, which is wild. But Stop
1: it. Just talk about the film. It's the,
2: it's the, it is the performances that sell the entire thing. And specifically the performances of those two. I did kind of actually like that. Sandra Bullock got to start as not just. Play against Right. Well, this, this wasn't a problem that I had with while you were sleeping, while I was watching while you were sleeping. But she doesn't really change or grow as a character in that movie at all. She's kind of the same person at the end of it that she was at the beginning. Um, she goes through an experience that she doesn't mean to go through, and then she lets happen. She doesn't really become any different by the end. People just like her for who she is. And and I think you even said in our review of that, like the one thing that's not great about that movie is it's unrealistic, because why wouldn't people like her in the first place? Like Why, yes. why does she seem like she's not light? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, in this movie, I do even though it's very tropey it's very you know all bad evil you know boss who everyone hates to oh it turns out she has a sweet side and naturally it's because she has dead parents which i was like okay um been, at least she gets there been too. there <laughs> well it's as as somebody who plays a lot of tabletop games it is such a like a go-to it's one thing when you do something with it it's another thing when like it's just that's the only reason anyone should care about you is because your parents are dead. It's a like, oh, Mary
0: on, Sue man. trope.
2: Well, I mean, well, and and it's I've fridging, been, fridging women.
1: I've been riding that high for a while, though. That's what gets me in my attention. So I can't fault <laughs> Not them true. too much, you know.
2: That's true. Um, but again, it's a movie where you go in knowing that you're getting a tried and true formula, and I do like that she got to you know, I guess stretch her out her legs a little bit in in terms of acting, going from being because it could have been very easy to have it be a very um, for lack of a better term, lame transition from no one likes her to, you know, suddenly she's much more likable. Even really when she goes back to her office at the end, you get the idea that no one has really changed their opinion of her. And yet she has changed as a person. So yeah. I liked that a lot. Um I have never been as down on Ryan Reynolds as, as you are. In fact, uh for the longest time, he was one of my favorite actors to watch. I still really like watching him a lot. Um, I, I've kind of trended away from him a little bit just because I feel like he's become one of those guys who plays basically the same character. Yes, he plays he did, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He's, yeah. he's just right.
0: himself now, other than when he was Pikachu, but that was just Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. That's
2: that was still, still just yeah, Ryan Reynolds. It was, hey, it was still the same kind of thing, yeah. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't hate people for that. You, know, you, you find your, your lane and you stick to it. Um, but I thought that they... Much like, because of Sandra Bullock, of course, and because she's such a good actor, um, she has such good chemistry with anyone you put her on screen with. I don't think I've ever seen her on screen with anyone. We're talking even to, to uh, uh, not Seagal. Who did she do uh, Stallone. Demolition Man with? Stallone. That's who, that could not come up with his name. Thank you. Um, and, and no disrespect to, you know, Sylvester Stallone, but at, at that point in time, he wasn't really doing Rocky anymore, right? Um She's just really good at getting the right kind of chemistry out of certain people. And this worked. There's a 12-year age difference between these, these people, um, not necessarily these characters, although they do mention that there is an age difference between characters. And it still works. So you've got two extremely charismatic people. Ryan Reynolds, another guy who's always been very good at kind of matching the energy of people on screen, even when he's still playing himself. Um, everything around them is fine in the movie. That, that was probably the least... Interesting part for me, even Betty White really doesn't get much to do, and when they give her something to do, it makes no fucking sense. Um, she's just kind of like the best crazy grandma. <clears throat> well, the best thing she got was the whole thing with the plane, but I called that a mile away. As soon as they started having her have the, the heart attack, I went, No, no, she's not, that's not happening, there's no way that's the case. And sure enough, I was right. Um, but there were definitely some things that I thought could you have don't... been done better, all told though I still really enjoyed it.
1: You mentioned uh, Stallone and Bullock and the age difference. And I, growing up, Demolition Man was one of my favorite films because Stallone, because Bullock, because Wesley Snipes um, didn't realize that. And I didn't, I guess it didn't register for me and who am I to judge, obviously that Sylvester Stallone was almost 20 years older than Sandra Bullock in that film, because Sandra Bullock was, I think in her late twenties, in that movie and Stallone was like 50 something probably um so the age gap in hollywood
0: well yeah cuz eh. for the longest time as a female once you it's hit a certain gross. age you're just you're just not in that role anymore it's got to be the young hot one you know
1: and i do hate yeah, that because it's still the same way they still cast the young hot one oh, look yeah. i mean no offense to sydney sweeney i'm sure sydney sweeney is a fantastic actress i've yeah. never actually seen anything she's in but she's the it girl right now in Hollywood, and you know, I've
0: I, never heard of her.
1: She's in Euphoria. She's in the Madam Web film, and don't get me started on the Madam Web film. Um, not that, that that's,
0: that's another time.
1: Not that it's a bad movie. I've never seen it, but the general hate that, that movie gets, and one of the actresses today said that part of the reason, or maybe the whole reason, that it didn't do well was because of toxic male viewers, which the internet took off with, and like, no, it's because it's a horrible movie. You're ridiculous. And I think, you know, it might be a bad film. Is it the worst film of all time? Definitely not. I can almost guarantee you that. But yeah. it is a little odd that Madam Web and the Marvels and Ghostbusters 2016 and all these films have this overwhelming, this is the worst movie ever rating from a um, from a, a section of an audience that is predominantly men. Isn't that weird?
2: My My counterpoint to that <clears throat> would be that Morbius exists. But I will say... <laughs> <laughs> because they treated Morbius the exact same way well, but Marvin i will time. say that to, to your well that's uh, you're actually getting right to what i was going to mention to your um benefit for that argument morbius got treated like a joke right like morbius ended up coming back to theaters again because people demanded right. to see it and see how bad it was yeah whereas those movies didn't get that kind of memeification no like, they just got they trashed were bad, they were yeah. just bad right, right. um uh, I, I will say that I have not seen a, where, whereas before with Ghostbusters 2016, it was front and center. We don't like this because it's it's women. Yeah. Um, with the Marvels, it was not necessarily that it's women, but we don't like this because it's woke, right? That oh, was the God. argument there because it's, because it's, because uh, it's these characters that we don't like and because it's Carol Dan or not Carol Danvers, but Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was that whole, whole thing. Um, I don't feel like I've seen a lot of that with this one. Most of what I've and maybe I'm just not seeing it, but most of what I've seen with this one has very much been: this is just the dumbest thing to make a movie out of, and the the plot makes no sense. And they sell you on uh, three spider women who are actually in the movie for maybe five minutes. Um, oh no, no, so I, I agree you know,
1: with that. Um, but I would also be lying if if I if I didn't see the term woke thrown around with madam webb and i'm just it's about like, i'm just about oh, sick of the deter- well because it's women anything that is not the tried and true measure of white dudes in spandex saving the world is woke if it's not traditional it's woke that's the thing that's dra- no this is not the fucking show for it why am i doing this why am i dragging down to this no because you
2: haven't because you haven't done a show in a week i
1: haven't why. done it and i have so um, many things to be mad about
2: But it just I know we're not going to spend a bunch of time on this, but it just the one that makes the least amount of sense for me this time is that movie and that argument, because it's not like they changed a character. No, all of these characters were always that way in the comics. If you're, if your argument is why the hell did they make a movie about this, then I'm with you. But if it's, why did they make a movie about women? Then hold on, Haas. We're not on the same side. This is the same situation I had with <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. Right. I didn't like that movie either. I fucking hated that movie because yes. I thought it was very bad, and, but it had nothing to do with the cast other and, than, and, you know, I, I didn't think they were all cast well.
1: I but. liked it, but
2: we know but, we know.
1: <laughs> and and Hunter and I don't always agree with films, but I know that like, when Hunter doesn't like a film, it's not because it has women in it.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. right.
1: It's it's okay to disagree. And, and that goes for everybody. If you don't like a film, that's perfectly fine. Just sure. dislike it for the right reasons. You can dislike a movie because you don't like it, but to dislike it just because you're feeding into some bullshit, you know, anthem that you think you're part of, some movement, you're not a part of a movement. You're a joke. Anyway back to this film the proposal starring Sandra Bullock (laughs) although Sandra Bullock Hunter not the not the first person up for the role Julia Roberts was the first choice to play Margaret but she refused to take a pay cut
2: yeah, this was, um, I don't always put that kind of trivia in for this, but there wasn't really a whole lot from the the actual movie, like, you know, things that were filmed oddly or whatever, uh, or, or things that they were cut out. So a lot of what I got for this was that kind of situation, which was true also of uh, while you were sleeping. We talked a lot about the different people who were maybe going to play those roles. But yeah, Julia Roberts was who they wanted. I can see it. I tried to to kind of mentally make that happen and I think I could see Julia Roberts playing uh, I see it in, this character. Yeah. But I don't think it would have been as funny. Julia Roberts is is not I don't think she has the same kind of comedic chops that Sandra Bullock has. I don't think
1: um, the film was funny. That's it. <laughs> is um, that it? No, it, it was it was okay. Um I think this movie was the my problem with the film it, it felt a. I don't know, man, I'm old I'm old school sometimes. I have an old way of thinking. This movie wasn't as sweet as While You Were Sleeping. This movie wasn't as... Um, it wasn't. It's like they tried to shoot, shoehorn too much of the shock humor. Not shock humor, but like, oh, they go to the strip club, and the stripper is also the guy pairing him at the humor. end. Yes, and I'm just not it a fan of very that. 2000s
2: humor. No. It felt uh, very much so, a product of its time. It doesn't feel
1: timeless, like While You Were Sleeping.
2: I don't want to... No, 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 no! I don't want to spend a lot of time on on this thing in particular. But the one thing that bumped me the biggest was that I talked about it earlier. That scene with Betty White in the forest and the the Native American, like, uh, um, the, and the random rap songs. It, okay, that whole scene, as it was happening, number one gave me secondhand embarrassment. That thing where you feel embarrassed uh-huh, for or the characters. Who, yeah,
0: you're sitting uh-huh, there just yeah. wanting to hide your face. Yeah, Lindsay does yeah. it all the time. It
2: made, made zero sense for it to be in the movie. Not to mention. Um, you could cut I remember as soon as it like started going I was like okay I don't really want to watch this because this is awkward but about halfway through I started really paying more attention to it and then I actually rewound and watched it again for a specific purpose when it ended the second time I paused it I looked at Sarah who had seen this movie and I said you could cut that entire scene out and lose nothing. Yeah. And I was right. You watch the rest of the movie and it's only referenced once or twice and not in any kind of important way. You could lose that entire scene and you lose nothing from the movie. So why does that scene exist? Because, and if you go look it up, it's all over the trailer. That was a trailer sequence entirely sandra bullock dancing like a moron in the in the woods to a bunch of popular songs when it's clear that that's not what was supposed to be going on and that's what's funny it's wacky and she's letting herself go um that to me was the biggest and saddest example of boy we're just trying too hard yeah it it didn't feel genuine
1: it didn't feel earnest no
2: you know you have two incredibly charismatic actors and and here's what blows my mind I'm not even talking about Ryan Reynolds at this point. I'm talking about Sandra Bullock and Betty White. Because Betty White is an absolute fucking powerhouse in comedy. Yes. Um, she reached that point, especially at this point in time in her career. And, and God rest her. I wish she was still with us. Um, at this point, when this movie's being made, she's at that point where she can say anything and it's going to be funny. Anything that comes out of her mouth is going to be funny. Um, And this is where she would joke. Well, anything that goes in, it'd probably be pretty funny, too, because she was that kind of comedian. Like, that's the kind of thing that she would joke about. So I get that they wanted to do something off the wall with her, but she doesn't do anything off the wall here. It's vaguely racist. Yes. (laughs) this whole like, oh, she's she's Native. No, she's not. If she's Native American, it's so far back, you can't tell. Um, But then they do a really. Like, sweet scene between the two of them when she's penning up her dress and she's getting ready to alter the dress for her, the wedding dress. That scene is incredible. It's so good just listening to the two of them converse and Betty White playing this character who very earnestly believes that this woman is going to marry his, his or her uh, her grandson and that she's kind of come around to it. She's not being they didn't you know kind of typecast her as the the old woman who doesn't want anything to do with this, who thinks that it's not right and blah, blah, blah. They gave that to Craig T. Nelson, who I've never hated more in anything. Um, I don't like so a him in this movie. He, he was so good in coach. He was great in coach. He was, was freaking hilarious. That's before the world
1: awful. opened my eyes to Craig T. Nelson. That's, that's true. That's true.
2: Um, but there's such, that's such a good scene between the two of them, because Sandra Bullock gets to have that. It's very similar to all the scenes she had with, uh, oh, I can't think of the actor or the character's name, but the, the, the uh, Godfather in while you were sleeping, who knows from the early going what's going on. It's a very similar situation. Only Betty White's character doesn't know. And you get to see Sandra Bullock go through that kind of facial journey of like, I can't believe I'm going through with this and I'm going to put these people through this hell. And, but I can't say anything. I got to preserve my own ass. Compare that to the stupid, Dancing scene in the woods, and you go, What the hell? It's like two different movies. Yeah, what the hell is happening? Yeah, again, the answer well, is they're trying to be funny with the love, yeah. right. 2000s comedy, it's r- random, everything was random back then. Um, and it exists for the trailer, which is just kind of a shame. I, I, I'm not gonna like. Rail against the entire movie for one terrible five minute sequence, but I you will. didn't say it earlier. But you, I was gonna say, you mentioned the movie's 108 minutes long. Well, that's at least five of them that could have been cut down and gotten it closer to that 90 minute sweet spot. You could have given that, that given that to charity, you could have given that to Chong. You could have given like that as Chong. Oh,
1: no. did you hear? <laughs> did you hear where Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds worked out after the film?
2: I think it was uh, Crunch. Crunch. Going to Crunch.
1: Anyway, Lindsay, what about you? What do you think about this film? You watched it.
0: Enjoy the movie. I absolutely watched it. it, By the way, it is a generic rom com, (laughs) but like I enjoyed it enough that I've watched it multiple times. I haven't watched it in a while, but I enjoyed the film. I would go watch it again. Um, but yeah, it's it's your standard cut and paste rom com.
1: Well, Sandra Bullock yeah
0: yes yeah like and pl- I'll, I'll admit the 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 actress that plays the mom like I saw her and I'm like oh let's from Back to the Future <laughs> that's
1: Mary, Mary, Steenburgen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mary
2: Steenburgen yeah yeah Mary Steenburgen who is married and to Ted her dancing. Well. dancing
1: yeah yes yeah there, well, she's There's. great
2: she was in um well we didn't review it for the show we were going to and then we never got around to it but I another thing that I watched for the first time a while ago what's eating Gilbert Grape and she plays two very I different characters she's between in that, that one this one yeah. oh yeah she's the she's the mom of the 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 one who's cheating with gilbert anyway mm-hmm. okay. anywho uh the,
1: yeah of um, yeah there's to me there's so many things thrown into this movie just to appeal i don't know I, there's just something about this movie i didn't like i didn't say i didn't like the film but there was something about this film i didn't like the part where yeah. the, you know by misunderstanding they crashed into each other naked and like it all felt so forced it didn't feel
2: again yes exists for the trailer it didn't feel organic it didn't it
1: didn't feel genuine it didn't feel like they earned it it felt very like trailer they tacked it on because hey this will sell hey look it's ryan reynolds abs and it's sandra bullock you want to see her naked right oh they cry oh look at these hot people being hot
2: not too much that happens <coughs> in between scenes that obviously exist for the trailer are all that is all that important. Like a lot of the stuff that happens in between feels like, all right, we're just getting, it's, um it's a spot fest. It's a spot fest of movies. Take the wrestling term and apply it to it. Yeah. We just got to get from one big thing to the next.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they yep. did. Now with that said, let's get to our reviews. We're talking about the proposal starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. I'll go first as I often do, because I did come up with the concept of the show at, Three in the morning and texting Hunter.
2: Well, that's correct. Um, and I texted back, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. I
1: li- we'll what do you- it all. Do it. <laughs> um,
2: I did. I talked just- movies with you.
1: Oh. So, I obviously didn't like this film nearly as much as I liked While You Were Sleeping. I gave While You Were Sleeping two thumbs up. And I stand by it. It's still my favorite rom-com of all time. This film, nowhere near that. Yes, it's still got Sandra Bullock, and I do still love Sandra Bullock. I think she's great in this. And just like in that film, you could very easily see how someone like Ryan Reynolds, who hates her at first, would grow to love her. Because once you peel back the layers of executive businesswoman who has no time for romance and is also cold and mean... And she starts being, oh, look, she let her hair down, and now she's smiling, and she's cute, and she has feelings. It's very easy to go from, I hate you, to I will marry you, even though it makes no sense. Because people who people who spend a weekend together happily don't just get married for no reason, but why not? It's a movie. I can see it with Sandra Bullock, because Sandra Bullock would inspire that kind of love out of you. Her charm, her beauty, everything about Sandra Bullock is still true. It doesn't matter if she's 25, 35, or 65. It doesn't matter. She's still Sandra Bullock. Um, Ryan Reynolds is fine. He's handsome. I guess he's charming and he's funny. I'm sick of him at this point. But in this film, <laughs> this this, is, this was peak Ryan Reynolds. Like, when was the Amityville Horror? That was, I think, early 2000s, right?
2: It was <laughs> one or two years before this. I think it was 2007. 2005. Five. 2005. Oh, wow. It was even earlier.
1: Yeah. So this is right around the time I was starting to come around to Ryan Reynolds. So even though I didn't love him, I didn't hate him. So I'll give him yeah. a pass on it. Um, I'm gonna give the I'm, I'm gonna give this film right in the middle. This is one up, one down for me. Um, Sandra Bullock is the up. Ryan Reynolds is the down. If I had to, no, you know what? That's not true. <laughs> Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds is the up. Everything else is the down. If I could be completely yep. honest with you, um, yep. they are both great in this film. She especially. Him also. Everything else from Craig T. Nelson to Betty White to everything else, it just felt forced. It felt. It didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel like they earned the love. It didn't I, I drew no emotions from it. This is not one of those films where at the end I've got tears in my eyes. I freaking cried at the end of while you were sleeping. Again, even though I've seen that movie, you know, a few times. I didn't cry at this film. I went, Oh, that's cute. Does not have the same heartstring reaction that I have with those films. I think it's good. It's well acted. It's well done. Craig T. Nelson sucks. Everything else is fine. One up, one down for me. <laughs> for the proposal.
2: I, Craig T. Nelson's character sucks. And <laughs> also fine,
1: and also he sucks. No, he also sucks.
2: <laughs> That's mean. That's just mean.
1: He's making America Greg again. I don't know.
2: Oh, is he re- Greg? I couldn't Wait, think of not any one of those guys, is he? Uh, let's get to your review. <laughs> Well, now I'm looking to see, because I want to know if he's one of those guys, then that's a whole separate thing. This isn't
1: the show for it.
2: (laughs) Okay. Mm, Anywho. Um, I, okay. I watched this movie now two weeks ago, because we were going to do it then, if I remember correctly. So I've got a little separation from it, which is kind of rare for this show. Almost always I watch it within uh, a day of. And I thought about rewatching it again today, if I could carve out some time, or like yesterday. Um. Number one, I really just didn't have the time for it, but number two, I thought, yeah, this would be kind of an interesting experiment since it is it is something I've not seen a million times, but I only saw it once and I saw it a couple of weeks ago. I am reasonably sure when I first saw this that I was willing to come up here or come in here and give it a single thumb up. Um, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it enough. I remember at the end of it going, ah, eh, that was cute. You know, it's fine. I, I, I had a good time. Um but I really think and Ryan Reynolds does this to me sometimes that there's one thing I don't like about him because I told you I told the story before he did this shit to me with Green Lantern too. he hits me in the recency bias button like really hard. Like if I've just seen something with him in it, I tend to really enjoy it. And then with a little time away from it, I go, ah, wasn't that good, though? Yeah, like he was good, but I don't think the movie itself was all that good. Right. Um and I think that is kind of in a lot of ways what I ran into here, I'm also going to give it uh, one thumb up one down. I'm going to give it right down the middle because I, I recognize now that it wasn't just that I didn't have time to rewatch it. It's that I didn't, I wasn't interested in making time to do it. This is not a movie that I would never watch again. Um, if, if we were still in the era of, Hey, something's on TV, you know, just let it run. And I came across it. There's a, a pretty decent chance that I would just let it run and watch it. Uh, but it's definitely not something I'm aching to put back on and watch again and make a, a regular, you know, sort of rewatch out of. Um, again, going back to the Ebert review on what we've both said, what we all three said, actually, it's. It's an old plot that's been done a million times, and every rom-com is to some degree, but this one in particular is recycling kind of the same idea of two people that get smushed together in a situation where they don't actually want to be together and oops, they fell in love. Hmm. Um which but, doesn't it, happen. It, I don't know that this it doesn't has never happen, happened like, for me. <laughs> um, there's an important descriptor there, uh, but I. Hey, it, it, you said for you. That's the one.
0: Mm. For you.
2: For you um, <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Is what I was trying to say. Anyway, hey. uh, it's it um this like you said i think earned is a good phrase this this movie does not feel like it earned it by the time that he shows back up in the the book publishing office or whatever at the end it's such a nebulous job like none of that means anything there's that brief mention of his manuscript and oh i actually read it and it's really good but we never see any of it so it means nothing um that's the thing it just it, it nothing really seems to mean anything by the end it's not really clear why he actually likes her um, we only get that one little brief scene where she tells him all the stuff that he doesn't know about her even though he thinks he knows everything and that was fun I thought that was one of the best scenes in the movie where she's laying in the bed he's laying on the floor and they they start talking about like random concerts that they've been to and stuff um, but that felt the that was the least forced thing in the movie it was just them riffing. You, you can tell me that they improv that scene. And I would believe it that they just said, Hey, you guys both need to come up with some random stuff about your characters that the other one wouldn't know. And then, you know, have, have some fun little banter. Um, that was the best part. I mean, easily, like you said, I, I'm, I'm kind of just following right in the, the same line of that. Sandra look, Ryan Reynolds, best parts of the movie. Uh, it's a real shame that you have people like Betty White, Mary Steenburgen, uh, again, even Craig T. Nelson, um, you have these people, these well-known names, Oscar Nunez, the guy who plays the, the one who runs the store and the, the stripper, like the Mexican stripper guy, he's on the office. He's hilarious. I had no idea that he was in this movie and I'm watching it. And he's such a, like, they couldn't have been more stereotypical with him. They had him do the, the Hispanic accent for no apparent reason. He lives in Alaska. Um, he could have just been him. He's Mexican American. He could have just been an American guy. They had him, uh, do like the extremely over the top effeminate gay stuff on the office. This character is only revealed to be gay in like season three and Oscar Nunez in, in real life is gay as well. Um, but it's just again it's very indicative of the times this is 15 years ago and even in the late 2000s this is what you did you know if someone looks a certain way or acts a certain way we're going to hype it up to 10 and make it the butt of the joke and it's just such a shame that you've got so many talented people in this movie and they get nothing to do if their names are not sandra bullock or ryan reynolds um so yeah, yeah, at the end of the day I'm going to give it a, a right down the middle. It's not a don't it's not a not recommend- recommended recommended uh, movie. I'm not taking away a recommendation. But I'm not giving it a stark one either. If you like these people, watch it uh, and you'll have a good time, but you'll probably never make a big point to go watch it again. If you don't like those people for some reason, if you're not a fan of, of like you said, I mean, uh, of Ryan Reynolds, especially, or uh, if for some well, reason you're well, why you wouldn't be a fan of Sandra Bullock, just, but if you're not
1: just Ryan, Reynolds, uh, I can't imagine anyone American
2: being a, <laughs>
1: not a fan of Sandra
2: Bullock. So, but I mean, really, if it's ridiculous, if, if either one of those people is in your wheelhouse somehow, you're not going to have a good time. And I can't imagine you wouldn't get that from looking at it anyway, but I will tell you, it's not going to change your mind. Or the, if, script, the script itself is not tight, uh, strong enough to change your mind.
1: If you're one of these dumbass movie watchers who thinks that Larry the Cable Guy is an instant reason to go to the theater, you might enjoy this movie <laughs> for the dumb comedy no. in it that was made for no. you.
2: It'll be too long and there's too much actual good stuff. If that's where you are, go watch the trailer to this movie and you'll have a great time. Yeah,
1: you and your friends can sip another one and laugh your ass off at Betty White being old. Anyway, Lindsay, what do you think? Where do you land on this film?
0: I was going to give it one thumb up, but listening to you guys point stuff out And it actually, like, yeah, no, that tracks. I'm also going to go with one up, one down. Now, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy this film. I will still rewatch it from time to time. It might not be the first one I hit. It might be one I add to my, like, watch list and it sits there for another year before I put it back on. But, yeah. Like, I enjoy it. It's, It's a good little, like, sit through. It's a good background noise movie. Like, just something to put on and enjoy. But don't expect, like, high art out of it.
2: No. Again, this is a cable movie this is uh, back when you had cable or satellite and you needed (laughs) something to fill a Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock and it was on HBO and you had a free trial you just let it run
1: this is unfair of me to say but to me this feels more like a film that someone designed to sell tickets as opposed to someone writing a movie they wanted to write Yes, you know what I mean. This was designed yeah. to to sell people, yeah. and and don't get me wrong, all movies are designed to sell tickets. That's the point. No one makes but a film they
0: specifically
1: do. Yeah, this right. just this feels like Chat GPT threw something together, and then they added you know these these great actors to oh, it.
0: Come on, it's not that bad. It's no, I'm
1: just it just feels very <laughs> cookie cutter. Like there's nothing about this film that stands yep. out to me. It feels like any yep. other romantic comedy. While you were sleeping, even though yes was also a a romantic comedy. It had so much charm with its characters. Uh, They went against what you would expect. There was no awkward, oh, they got naked together. There was no awkward rapping scenes. There was no granny being granny or anything like that. Everybody felt genuine sweet, and the movie had a very genuine nature to it. This movie severely lacks. This movie just feels like it was created as opposed to written.
2: While you were sleeping is also, <laughs> like in the hindsight of having watched it, and especially you know comparing it directly to this movie, since they are the, the two that we ended up doing this month. Um, While you were sleeping is, and this is not a knock on it. It's not really much of a comedy. No. I mean, it's really more, it's more of like a it's a,
1: a, a sweet a romance, film. yeah,
2: yeah, with with some comedic elements. Where this movie, when it's romantic, it's romantic, but it's not funny, and when it's comedic, it's. F- Funny question mark, um, but it's not really particularly, like you said, sweet or endearing. Again, it's it's a it's a not car crash, but it is a, a spot, spot fest yeah. of, of a movie. It's, it, it's just get from high point to high point of each one of those things without finding a good way to. <laughs> it's funny I'm going to use this term, but without finding a good way to marry the two. Of them. Uh,
1: uh, it, um, it lacks yeah. the, the nuance and subtlety for me that a movie like While yeah. You Were Sleeping exists for. Who am I to judge though? I haven't been in love since 1976 and lord knows I'll die alone on this podcast while everyone else gets married to Shelby. So who am I to say? Um What
0: does that say about Shelby? So I, don't,
1: I don't know anyway. Epilogues. I don't care. Anytime someone anytime someone else marries Sandra Bullock, I get a little upset. Um Look, uh, uh, you want the epilogues? They'll break up. I'm sorry, yeah. spending a weekend yeah, together, to together, right? Like, there's no yeah. real, there's no real love yeah. there beyond the initial like wow um, factor. The spark is great, ladies and gentlemen. But wait and see, <laughs> see how compatible you are a couple years later when the spark fades, and now you're looking over at someone that you married because they looked good naked.
2: I can't believe we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to throw this in there because this feels like a good time to mention this for the epilogue. Um, We mentioned her back literally as one of the featured actors in this. Why the fuck was Malin Ackerman's character there? Why was she in this movie uh,
1: to create a brief to create a brief moment of drama where she got jealous of them together? Very brief. Very brief. They
2: never even indicated that these characters were still like she has that that little interaction with Sandra Bullock's character. And and she says, you know, hey, we were together, but then he wanted me to run away and I didn't want to do it. and We we separated to me. The one time the movie doesn't do the obvious thing is when it does itself a disservice. There should have been a love triangle. There
1: should have been. There should have there been, should been, have been that, a question. There should have been that character
2: no, saying, hey, no, now Hunter. that you're
1: here. Hunter, Hunter, no, no, no. But people, yes. Yes. Ex, ex-girlfriends always hang around with families after you break up years later. That just it's happens. It's
2: so weird, man. It's such a weird thing to do. And again, I still get invited like to like the A-Bear house
1: weekend. every Thanksgiving. I decline, <laughs> but you know.
2: I I just thought it was strange like don't get me wrong it's actually a little progressive for again a romantic comedy ostensibly from 2009 um to have that character show up and again not do the obvious thing and it turns out they're actually still just friends like that's nice that they have a healthy friendly relationship but it ended up adding nothing to the movie we barely get any version of of what's interesting about that where it would have been more interesting to have her eventually go Ah, shit! I should have run off with you I should have done it like I should have you know and and add a little tension there and and in the end he he picks Sandra Bullock
1: yeah he he has to make a choice and he realizes that this woman that he's hated for so long but fell in love with in three days is really the one for him but because of Sandra Bullock
2: no one would doubt it Yeah, it seems like the only reason that Sandra Bullock's character gets away where he's like trying to run down to the airport and get her and they do that whole thing with Gammy and get her on the airplane and oh, it turns out she's just pretending. is just so they can have their like big reconciliation moment in the books, the the book editing office or publishing office or whatever. Like, Did that have to happen there? Could we not just have them? Would it not have been as interesting to have them come back afterward and everyone and be like, what the fuck? You actually went through with it? Um, I I don't know, man. The last chunk of this movie kind of specifically falls apart for me, and that was that was weird. Two thumbs down situation. Changing no, my review. No,
0: that was a no. fast turnaround. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I would I wouldn't go that far. I would still go one up, one down because there's still enough enjoyable stuff to watch. Yes, Sandra um, Bullock. But but story wise, it's just not it's not as tight as it could be. Um, I agree with you. I think at the at the end of the <laughs> they they don't stay together. They don't. If stay we're together. talking strictly. So, again, the the original premise for the show, as you pitched it to me, was what happens to these characters after the movie? And it's not necessarily what's, what's the, sequel, the sequel. Right, right. Or where do you go? Which which sometimes is what we do because we have a good idea for a sequel. Right. There's no sequel to this. There's no interesting sequel to this. And, again, re- the reality version of this is, yeah, they don't stay together. There's no way it works. Right. Um, Sorry. That's just you know, real life. This, Well, specifically in this sequence, and I'm, (laughs) I'm not trying to throw you on the bus. I'm not as jaded as you are when it comes to those kinds of things. Good. Um, (laughs) But that little sequence that's supposed to be cutesy where like the, the, uh, is the INS immigration national? Yeah. The INS agent or whatever. Um, it's like alright let's do this you know I'm gonna grill you and by the way this guy way more dedicated to his job than anyone also really love the part where he's been telling Ryan Reynolds character he's gonna throw him in jail and fine him and all this stuff and as soon as it's revealed that she's been quote unquote blackmailing him she asks as they're writing so you know what happens now and he's like yeah it's pretty easy you just go back to Canada <laughs> I believe. I guess I guess it's no longer a problem
1: <laughs> that uh, uh that no, guy that Den- Dennis O'Hare <laughs> um good actor good actor he's been oh, in a yeah. Yeah, bunch of stuff funny. that i like yeah he's a great actor um this movie though
2: treats him like a character like uh, every other character who isn't sandra bullock or ryan reynolds characters you not not, like very,
1: not very actors. realistic um
2: no so yeah they, they don't make also it. Uh, skipping the over the part Thing goes down and they they get married but it doesn't last and Beyond that, I also kind of don't
1: care. Also, skip, skipping over the part that this executive um, apparently was dating her assistant in secret and is getting married, I'm sure that would actually go over well in a job.
2: Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Now, I think they, I think they did, uh, they did try to kind of allude to that by having it be two male bosses above her who were both kind of like, because you see them give each other that look of like, right? Okay, well, yeah, we can't yeah. act like I've never. Done some version of that. Um yeah. I was gonna say before we get out of here, but we haven't asked Lindsay. Lindsay, what happens after this movie? What worked do do? all
0: day, so I haven't thought about it. At all, all right.
1: Well there you
2: go.
0: I, I spent eighty percent of today thinking it was Thursday. So
2: That's true, you did. You very much thought we were doing A D tonight. I
0: really did. Um,
2: I was
1: surprised, honestly. I was not ready to do A D tonight.
2: I have to mention a couple of things that I, I put In the trivia here just because they are good like little Happy notes that I wanted to mention I thought it was funny That someone pointed out this connection both Ryan Reynolds And Sandra Bullock then after this movie Would go on to starring movies where they were the only Actors on screen for most of it um, Ryan Reynolds and buried of course where He's in the, the coffin for most yeah. of the movie And he's like the primary actor and then Sandra Bullock in gravity because as movie. soon as you lose George Clooney in that movie she's, yeah. she's Like the only thing to or only person On screen she's the only person um, on my screen And then on your phone screen, I know. That's true. And then uh uh this bit about Betty White, this is this is maybe my favorite part, and you can probably guess why knowing me. I already Um, read, yeah. So she so she almost turned down the movie in general, and you know, maybe she should have given what she ended up having (laughs) to work with. But her reasoning was that so she at the time this movie was filmed, I think she was ninety-one. Um she was going to have to spend 10 weeks away from her golden retriever. And that's like, because if I remember correctly, she didn't have kids. She was a big animal uh, lover. She yep. famously sparred with Bob Barker about that in a whole bunch of ways. Uh, but yeah, she didn't want to have to leave her dog. Her dog wasn't going to be able to come with her for some reason. So they were like, hey, we have a dog in the movie that's being played. You know, the dog's name was Kevin, is being played by four Eskimo puppies uh, whose names were Flurry, Nanu, Winter, and Sitka, which is the name of the town where the, the movie takes place. And basically the trade-off was she got to play with the puppies the entire time. Like they were pretty much relegated to her, which is why in the closing I didn't write this there, but in the closing credit sequence, when they're doing the interviewing all the different people to see if they actually know each other, she has one of the dogs and she's like playing with him the whole time. Mm. Uh, Basically anytime they had to do pickup (laughs) shots or whatever, she's like, okay, but I'm bringing (coughs) one of the dogs. Sorry. That's what I'm going (laughs) to do. And they were like, I I guess. All right. You would think, you would think this movie, you would tell Betty White, no, no you
1: think this movie would be like my dream come true fly to alaska and mary sandra bullock oh, oh.
2: <laughs> right but the problem was it was ryan reynolds doing it yeah, i wish i i wish i looked like ryan Reynolds. Violence. anyway
1: so before we get out of here one last thing <laughs> um i just heard about this today yes. i i just read about it again this upsets me a little bit but i i oh they're remaking they're rebooting the naked gun do you hear about this Hey. No. They're rebooting the, rebooting the naked gun starring Liam Neeson in the main role. Now I get it. Yeah. He was also and he's got I some have. comedy chops. He did a great
2: He's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he
1: did a Ricky Gervais, uh I forget the name of the show, Extras, I think it was. He was hilarious in that. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. But hear me out. So it's being directed by one of the Lonely Island guys, Akiva Schaefer. I like Lonely Island, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and he's funny.
2: He he writes. I think he directed a bunch of uh, um, like Hot Rod and stuff. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was the main guy behind that. He,
1: it's also being produced <laughs> by Seth MacFarlane. I hate okay everything. No, no, I'm not a fan. I'm
2: okay with that. No,
1: I'm not. Because I don't like Seth MacFarlane as it is. I think he's okay, whatever. But like my big thing, I'm a huge fan of the Naked Gun. I don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, this ruins what I love because I don't believe in that or else I would have hated Ghostbusters along with the other Fairweather fans that decided to hate it just because. um Not Hunter. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Not, me, not, not Hunter. <laughs> um, but not I think Naked Gun is one of those things that it was, it, it, it's a product of Probably its time. Of time. Yeah. To yeah. try to remake that film now with Akiva Schaefer and Seth MacFarlane, I feel like it's not going to be the Naked Gun. You're going to call it the Naked no Gun, one, but it's not going to be the Naked that. Gun.
2: Right. No one has made. Um, would you call those parodies? Yeah. Know the yeah. Right yeah. Term. yeah no. But no, no one has made a good one of those movies in years. You remember when we were getting the glut of that, like, oh, yeah, it was from, like from Ride the, of the two is, of the writers uh, of
1: scary movie.
2: Oh, my God. So Date movie, again, the first movie. Scary movie was funny. And then everything after that was so bad and it yes. just kept getting worse. I thought we were done with that, but now we're just going to start producing them under the names of actual good movies from back in the day. I mean, how long before they remake Airplane? It oh, won't be too or long. Remake, but reboot it.
1: Yeah, won't be too long. Yeah. And and yeah. my other favorite thing I, about it, as I read on IGN, you know, what the number one complaint about why they shouldn't make this movie?
2: Leslie because, Nielsen's dead.
1: Because uh, uh, according to Non Week, um, unfortunately, with today's state of comedy and the now unwritten rules, it's hard to be excited oh, for this. For- and then of course the woke mind virus kills funny. Um oh the second God. Ted movie was just an allegory for gay marriage. Uh Ted TV has plenty of woke bullshit contaminating it. I am so tired. No, what
0: I'm saying is that nobody has a sense of humor anymore.
1: No, everybody has it's it, you can still do funny movies. Very funny wonderful. movies exist. But but yes. if your idea of comedy is making fun of gay people or trans people, that's not comedy. No, not jesus christ all right i gotta stop i'm losing my voice i can hear it we're done we're Fucking liam, done. go ahead
2: liam neeson is funny with seth MacFarlane. uh you haven't seen a million ways to die in the i West, have. have you i have oh okay yeah. yeah i was gonna say that's that's why i was gonna say that i was okay with that that partnership because i know that he can get funny stuff out of him
1: but he's only producing um, he's not directing
2: oh well then he's not gonna have a shit to do with it because if he's only producing that means he's not writing right. either so that's what he's i'm saying not going to have any of yeah. the, the written stuff and i think seth mcbarlin is is legitimately funny you know not all the time but i do think he does some some funny well, stuff i don't dislike him as a creator no
1: so. one's funny all the time or else this show would be on spotify <laughs> level of joe rogan hey, you, you know?
2: know you know the remake of the crow too right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too. did you see the picture of bill scars guy i did
0: himself? i did not yeah
1: look uh this is what what i'll say about it It, i'm I'm not a fan of the design but i will also say that that design that he is is closer to today's youths than the the brandon lee design would be so like i can't fault them for creating a character who is a product of his time
2: and assuming that the movie is taking place in modern times, that makes right. sense. Now, if yeah. you were to remake it taking place in you know the 90s or, it whatever, make sense. or the late 80s, then that would be ridiculous. Right.
1: But yeah. he he does look like a guy that yeah. would you know like listen to today's music or follow today's trends. Um, right. So again, yeah. I can't fault that. Now, I will say, Bill Skarsgård is how old?
2: Uh, look that up. Real a spring quick. chicken.
1: Bill Skarsgard is
2: 33. Oh, that's
1: fine. He can, he, can young. he can pull off younger. He could pull off younger, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Of course, here on Extras and Epilogues, as the balcony closes for the evening, we will always keep to keep you up to date on the latest trends in Hollywood and all the great movie reviews you're looking forward to. Now, tomorrow, it's gonna be an all-new episode of After Dark, where we're talking about. Now that's what I call Podzilla 1985 the soundtrack. And it's going to be a glorious, glorious time of appraisal and um, witnessing. Get your
0: what?
1: track list in at <laughs> facebook.com slash podzilla1985. Tell us what you want to listen to. They call me the Jim Cornette of the of the entertainment podcast, and I appreciate that.
2: Oh, that's why when people listen to the show, they go, hey, Jim.
1: Yeah, hey, Jim. There <laughs> no, you
2: go. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Then Friday's an all new horse um, time next next week when we come back for this show so not only uh Ah. well first i I'm to plug Easy 85 plays uh we had the fourth episode of of our deadlands game horror at headstone hill last night it was a lot of fun and that's continuing next week so again you're still really early in that series you get in on the ground floor um it's a little less dense like a little less intense than than curse of strad was the the episodes are a little shorter most of the time the runaway juggernaut
1: Um, of podzilla 1985 currently
2: yeah and then uh probably next week so we, we've been doing our our themed um, <coughs> our themed months here on extras and epilogues and we talked about making uh, march march madness i mean Ooh, basketball yeah. dominates this time of year and there's a lot of great basketball movies out there i don't know that we could do this for years but definitely for one year yeah um,
1: so next so, uh coming up next month let me give you a preview real quick uh the fifth man juana man okay
2: never um, seen it never seen that either
1: Oh, I'm making things up. I'm talking about very terrible films. I was, I was joking. <laughs> All
2: right, you want a, a real no, list?
1: I, uh, can I throw up movies out there for you real quick?
2: I, I, you may have well, them I've already. Got, I've got one for next week, but you you tell me what you're thinking. So
1: I'm thinking uh, Love and Basketball, great film.
2: Okay, never seen it. That seems like a good idea.
1: Basketball Diaries, great film. Yeah,
2: never seen it. but also seems like a good idea.
1: Blue Chips, great movie.
2: Nope i don't think about
1: it (laughs) damn okay well what do you
2: got yeah what do you guys so i i went much more comedically but i'm (laughs) gonna add everything you just said to it um the one i really want to see that i've never seen that i've heard nothing but good things about legitimately and that i wanted to do next week uh, i mentioned it in the chat earlier today it's on max we can we can definitely do it next week uh woody harrelson Wesley snipes white man can't jump
1: oh yeah i love that movie Staple of my youth. And, yeah. and I,
2: again, I hear nothing but good stuff. So I think that'd be a good well, way to kick it off. Probably won't hold up as well today, but yeah, we'll find out. I also thought we time. would throw uh we'll throw, we'll throw Lindsay a bone and put space jam in there. That'd be good. Right? That'd be good. That'd be good.
0: Maybe. It's like I enjoy it. The stupid thing that came to my mind first was the dumb Disney Channel original movie Double Team.
2: No, (laughs) no. Oh, if we're doing that, we're doing Air Bud. Oh, my God.
1: No. All right. Well, if we're doing that, (laughs) uh, I'm going to throw one more in there. Let me, Hunter. Let let me pitch this one to you. (laughs) Let me pitch this one to you. Let me tell you two actors that it stars, okay? Okay. Damon Wayans.
0: Uh huh.
1: Dan Aykroyd. Uh huh. Okay. Daniel Stern.
0: I feel like I should know what this is.
1: It's a little movie. It's a little film in the 90s during Damon Wayans, and I love his stand up where he's like, they asked me, can you play a boxer? Yeah, I'll be a boxer. Can you be a basketball player? Yeah, I'll play basketball. Where he was thinking any role they gave him. Uh, It's called Celtic Pride. Okay. Here's here's oh for let's just, that movie. Yeah. streaming on anything? I don't know. I'll have to look it up, but the the point of it is so Damon Wayans, I forget what team he plays for, but Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd are huge Celtic fans. And um they kidnap his character, this ball player, to stop him from playing so the Celtics can win.
2: Yep. Holy shit, yep. this was written by Judd Apatow. I didn't know that. Yeah, screenplay by Judd Apatow. Wow. Um, it is not currently streaming I'll on find anything it. that I said. Oh I'll no, find no, no, no. It. it is. It's on it's on Disney Plus because it was distributed by Hollywood Pictures, oh. which was Disney's like uh, oh. Hollywood uh not
1: yeah. not just written by Judd Disney Apatow, Plus. also written by Colin Quinn.
2: No shit.
1: Well, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah, that's gonna be on the really? list. It's on the list
2: yeah right. i'm going to update the list right now i'm writing right. everything down we just talked about because i got a handful of, of things on there but it was nowhere near like this list of, oh, of guy, stuff you you have no um, idea
1: growing up in mountain city illinois i grew up i grew up in in a very urban area basketball was my life i played basketball all the time i watched basketball films that was my jam so i watched a lot of this stuff growing up
2: so the only thing i have on here that i me. i, I that we didn't talk about was uh he got game. I've also heard that that's very good, I have never, never seen, seen that seen
1: one. I've never seen that one.
2: Um I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but that's that is Spike Lee. Is that Spike right? Lee?
1: Yeah. I yeah. think
2: so. Yeah. I, so. I almost said Spike Jones and I know Goodwill. Not, not, the <laughs> not the
1: same guy. Not the same guy.
2: Not the same guy.
1: No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> and that's that it, it for Did us, ladies and gentlemen. The balcony we'll is closed for tonight. We'll see you tomorrow for an all new after dark. Um, you got any quotes you want to do for the proposal here at the end or no. Nope. All right. Good night, everybody.